Welcome everyone to Blast Life Podcast, episode four. I appreciate everyone listening here. Today we're going to talk about a few things. UFC, Bellator, PFL. First and foremost, thanks again everyone for listening. My name is Ezekiel Jimenez, all the way here from Orange County, California. And I do this podcast because I love watching MMA. Simple as that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We had an awesome night last Saturday. UFC 261, three title fights. Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Wally Zhang versus Rose Namajunas. And Usman as Masvidal in the second fight. First, can we just take a seat back and appreciate everything that Dana White, the UFC president, the UFC president has given us in march not too long ago we had ufc 259 three title fights Jan, sterling nunez anderson janet blackowish and israel adesanya and now this past saturday we also had three more title fights that's awesome ufc 261 let's get to it the first title fight of the night valentina shenshenko the woman's ufc flyweight champion versus the former strawweight champion Jessica Andrade so a little bit about this fight Jessica Andrade the challenger she had already won the UFC strawweight title so she won the title at 115 pounds when she beat Rose Namajunas and then she lost the title to Wiley Zhang who also fought that Saturday and she came into flyweight last year and she fought Kaylin Shikagan and she knocked her out with the body shot. So Dana White said, screw it. There's not that many challengers at 125 pounds. So let's have her fight Valentina Shenshenko. And Valentina Shenshenko, damn. I mean, she's a beast, you know. She definitely knows how to fight. She's been fighting since she was a kid. Her striking is amazing. But her ground game is so, so underrated. And that's how she won this fight. She won this fight with dominant grappling. First round already. Valentina Shenshenko was already taking down Jessica Andrade by the fence. Taking her down when she could. Just ragdolling her pretty much. And Jessica Andrade had no answer for her. And the fight got finished, right? Valentina Shenshenko won by TKO in the second round. And defended the UFC Women's flyweight championship for the fifth time. She's defended that belt five times ever since winning the belt against Joanna Jojencic in December 2018 at UFC 31. So that's five title defenses for Valentina Shenshenko, which is awesome. Great for her. Uh, what's next? Well, you know, there's a fight coming up. I think Lauren Murphy is fighting... I can't remember who she's fighting. Let me go ahead and look that up right here. But there's really no contenders for Valentina Shenshenko, honestly. If we look at it from a skill set perspective. Because if you do remember, Valentina Shenshenko did fight Amanda Nunez, the two-time double champ. And Valentina Shenshenko lost that fight. Lost the lost both fights but a lot of people are saying that the second fight was close and people want to see that trilogy you know i would like to see it yeah but in the top five rankings at ufc flyweight rankings 
Lauren Murphy is going to fight Joanne Calderwood, Calderwood on, Ju- on June 12th. And that fight could determine the number one contender for Valentina Shinshenko. And Valentina Shinshenko honestly can beat both of them in one night. You know, that's what I think. Uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, Dana White said in the post fight press conference that he didn't want to do the uh, third fight with Amanda Nunez for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, man, you know, um, fans do get what we want. So if we campaign for this fight, you know, if we start commenting on Dana White's post and UFC and we start tagging these fighters, hey, make this fight happen. This is a fight to make. It could push the media, you know, to ask Dana White one day, hey, the fight's the fight fans want this fight. What do you say? What do you say? So we'll see what happens. But as far as Jessica Andrade, I mean, you know, I don't know if she'll go back to strawweight or she'll stay at 125 pounds. But there's a lot of good fights for her, you know, at 125. If Jessica Andrade stays at 125, you know, she could fight, you know, I'm just thinking uh, maybe she could fight Alexa Grasso, you know. Alexa Grasso just came up in the top 10 rankings and that would be a great fight for Alexa Grasso, right? I'm thinking. Uh, there's other fights too, you know. Maybe Jessica I. I think she's fighting soon. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, Antonina Shevchenko. I know Antonina Shevchenko, which is uh, Bullet Valentina's sister. She's fighting soon. So we're going to see. But damn, that fight was so sick. I mean... Valentina Shinshenko just went out there and showed the world that literally you can't beat her right now because she's just so dominant. She has submission wins too. You know, a few years ago, Valentina Shinshenko beat Jessica Pena by armbar. And the flyweight division is is amazing right now, you know? So we'll see what happens next. We will see. Moving on to the second card, the second fight in the card, title fight. Holy shit. Wiley Zhang versus Rose Namajunas. And I just want to put this out there. Rose Namajunas is the first UFC woman's fighter to be a two-time UFC champion. Which means that she lost her title and then won it again. So now she's a two-time UFC champion. And Wiley Zhang came in that fight, you know. It it was a quick fight, you know. Rose Namajunas just threw that fucking sick-ass head kick. And it landed. And the whole world went crazy. No one saw that coming. No one. I for sure didn't. You know, I thought it was going to be a war. But in one minute and 18 seconds, basically, Rosa Majunas just took that UFC gold belt from Wiley Zhang in a fucking minute. That's so awesome. And she showed that she's really good, you know. Uh... Back a few years ago, you know, when she lost her title, Rose Namajunas lost her title to Jessica Andrade. She came out in interviews and said that, you know, her mind wasn't straight. She was even talking about retiring. But I'm telling you all, you know, to be a pro MMA fighter, your head has to be 100%. Just like anything in life, right? If you're going to do something, chase a goal, try to get a job, you know, try to get a girl, try to get a guy... You have to be 100% willing to get that, get what you want. And that's what Rose did when Bruce Buffer was saying, introducing 
Rose Namajunas. I think Rose Namajunas at that time was telling herself or after the fight, I can't remember, but she was just saying, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Hey, and that helped her, right? So Rose Namajunas is your new UFC woman strawweight champion. Uh, there's a lot of questions of saying who she will fight next. I wouldn't be mad if the rematch happens. Rose versus Wiley. The rematch, you know, people, uh, the UFC can market it. Oh, the first fight was too quick, you know. Or Rose Namajunas can fight Joanna Jojencic, even though she fought her already and she already beat Joanna twice. We'll see what happens. When Zayn Wiley, she can fight Joanna too, you know. But at women's strawweight, at women's 115 pounds, those are the three best fighters, Rose, Zhang, and Joanna, you know. And let's not forget about Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana Suarez is not in the UFC rankings no more at 115 pounds. But, damn, she is a savage, too. She's a little Habib, you know. She's got a great wrestling pedigree. We talked about Tatiana Suarez in the last podcast with special guest Kevin. And we were talking about her wrestling credentials. You know, she just can take down anyone so she just came out in an interview in an interview about a few injuries so you know if she fights this year basically she can probably fight Wiley Zhang or even Joanna at 115 pounds but we'll see what happens we will see what happens Rose Namajunas ladies and gentlemen is your new UFC women's strawweight champion the first two-time UFC women's champion in history and as far as Zane Wiley, you know, again, if the rematch happens, I wouldn't be mad about it because uh, I'm sure UFC China took a big hit in losing their champion, you know. I mean, every country wants their champion to succeed. So we will see what happens in the aftermath in the next couple of months. And now let's get to it. The main event of UFC 61, Kamara Usman versus Game Bread. Damn. Kamara Usman just made that shit look fucking easy. Straight up. Second round. KO punch. He knocks out Masvidal. Kamara Usman. You gotta put some respect on this guy's name. I mean, this guy's a Division II wrestling All-American. He, you know, has been through ups and downs in his life. He... He won the national championship in 2010 at Division Two in wrestling. And that's a big deal to become a national champion. That's amazing. And he's defended his belt already four times. He defended it against Colby Covington. He knocked him out. He defended it against Jorge Masvidal last year. He won by a decision. He defended it again against Gilbert Burns, his former teammate, in February. Knocked him out. And he fought Masvidal again, and he knocked him out again. I mean, for the first time, which is amazing. You know, he he deserves some respect. His clinch work is amazing. You know, when he first started fighting in the UFC, that's all he would use, his wrestling. You know, take people down, put them against the cage. But now, his striking is coming together. And, you know, his main coach, Trevor Whitman, he is polishing and polishing up Usman's skills in a very rapid manner. And Kamara Usman is here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be hard for Walter Waite to take away his title. People are already talking about Kamara Usman versus Kobe Covington, the second fight. 
that fight would be amazing, you know. If it happens, cool. But I am curious to see if Stephen Karate Wonderboy Thompson can beat Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns just fought for the UFC title in February. That fight's going to happen soon. And in the top five rankings, Wonderboy Thompson, he's the only guy that hasn't fought Kamar Usman yet, you know. So that would be an interesting fight to me. We also got Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz coming up. Winner of that fight could probably fight Kamar Usman too. But Kamar Usman, I mean, he deserves some rest. I mean, last year in the summer, you know, he fought Jorge Masvidal on July. Then this year, he fought Gilbert Burns. Then this past weekend, he fought Jorge Masvidal again. So I say you let Kamar Usman, you know, rest up and give him a fight again in December, you know. And let the whole welterweight division play out. Unless they really want to do the uh, Usman and Kobe team fight this summer or this fall. Then fuck it. Book it. Now, I'm also going to bring this up. A lot of people are talking about Kamara Usman being the welterweight GOAT. In my opinion, he's almost there. GSP, one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. He fought at 170 pounds, which is the same weight class that Kamara Usman fought at. GSP had nine title defenses. Kamara Usman only has four right now. But let's also appreciate the fact that MMA is evolving. What I'm saying by that is that when GSP was in his prime, the caliber of opponents that he was fighting, the skill set that they have is not the same as today. And even GSP said that in an interview recently. Go look it up. I think it's on ESPN MMA YouTube. GSP himself said that the caliber of opponents... The skill set is much higher today than it was when GSP was fighting in 2008, 2009, 10, 11, 12. So, you know, if Kamara Usman defends his title again against Kobe Covington, that's going to be five title defenses for Kamara Usman. And that means he would have already cleared up the top three, top four welterweight division. And, you know, there's other fights for him too, you know, the Leon Edwards rematch. Wonder Boy, but we'll see what happens with Usman. But damn, he just knocked out Masvidal. I did not see that coming either. You know, Masvidal did a good job of hyping himself up. You know, oh, I'm going to get him this time. The first time I only had a few days of training camp. I've trained so hard, but damn, Masvidal was keeping his hands down. You know, he was showing some good stuff, but it just wasn't enough. You know, and as far as Masvidal, you know, he's come a long way. You know, he really has. He used to just be the fighter that would win some, lose some. And yeah, he's 36 now, you know. Realistically, he probably won't win the UFC title. Because he already lost to Kamar Usman twice. And he's 0-2 in his last two fights against Kamar Usman. And he did finish Nate Diaz in 2019. So, uh, we don't know what will happen with... Jorge Masvidal, you know, he can still fight in many events without a doubt. He's made tons of money. But again, you know, to be a UFC champion, you have to be levels above everyone else. You really, really do. And Masvidal, unfortunately, doesn't have the skill set to become the champion. But he's put in his time in the UFC. I'm looking here at his record in UFC. He has about close to 20 fights in the UFC. He's fought in the strike force. Jorge Masvidal has been fighting since 2003. Let's just take a look at that. In 2003, he started fighting in Florida. 
And then he came into the UFC in 2013. And he's had a few losses in the UFC, but, you know, in 2019 was his year when he won three fights in a row. He knocked out Darren Till. He knocked out Ben Askren, fastest knock in UFC history. And then he knocked out uh, Nate Diaz with a doctor stoppage. So that's it. The welterweight division is ruled by Kamara Usman. Like it or not, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Okay. Today is Friday, April 30th. Uh, tomorrow is UFC Vegas 25. In the main event, we have Dominic Reyes versus Jiri Brochaska. Dominic Reyes, we all know a little bit about him. He's a beast. He already fought for the title against John Jones. And he lost. A lot of people are saying that he should have won that fight because it was so close. And then Dominic Reyes, actually, John Jones, he vacates the lightweight heavyweight championship. So Dominic Reyes fights Jan Blaszowicz and he gets knocked out. So Dominic Reyes is coming off of two fucking losses, you know? And those two losses are for the title. So he needs to win his next fight if he wants to be considered a title challenger again. You know, let's look back at let's look back at some of Dominic Reyes's past fights before the title fights. He knocked out Chris Weidman. He beat Volkan Ozdemir by decision. He beat OSP Ovince Saint Prukes by decision. He knocked out Jared Cannonier by TKO. He knocked out. He submitted Jeremy Kimball. He knocked out Joachim Christensen. And basically, Dominic Reyes went six and zero in the UFC before fighting John Jones. So you know, Dominic Reyes has a great resume. He can knock people out. He can submit people. But standing in his way, ladies and gentlemen, Dominic Ray's opponent, Jiri Prochaska. Go ahead and go on Blast Fight Life Instagram. Go ahead and go look at our page. One of the last posts we posted was a small highlight video of Jiri Prochaska in his first UFC fight. This guy's only had one UFC fight. And in his first UFC fight, he knocked out Volkan Ozdemir with a fucking punch in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. Round number two. It was awesome. A little bit about Jerry Prochaska. This guy's a Muay Thai champion. He's a gladiator fighting champion. He had one successful title defense in that organization. He's a rising light heavyweight champion. He had one successful title defense as well. And he was also the runner-up in 2015 for the heavyweight Grand Prix. So he's fought at heavyweight. And yeah, he has all the credentials you can want in a fighter. Let's just look at Jerry Prochaska's resume. His last fight, Volkan Ozdemir knocked him out. In Ryzen, he had about six, seven, seven fights. Jerry Prochaska's seven fights in Ryzen, the organization in Japan, he finished all of his opponents. Let's just start right there. In 2017, when Jerry Prochaska first fought in Ryzen, he knocked out Carl Albrecht Katzon. Then he knocked out another opponent. He knocked out three opponents in 2018. And he knocked out three opponents in 2019. And then the UFC said, fuck it, come over here. Let's see what you got. And boom, he knocks out Volkan Oizdemir. How sick is that? So the main event tomorrow, Dominic Grez versus Jerry Prochaska. Big, big stakes. I'm looking here at the UFC rankings for 205 pounds. 
light heavyweight. And, you know, we have our champion, right? Mr. Jan, Jan Blaschowicz. At number two, we have Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira will be fighting for the championship in the, in uh, September. We have Alexander Rakik. At number three, we have Dominic Reyes. Number four, we have Thiago Santos. And number five, we have Jiri. So if Jiri, the former rising champ, can beat Dominic Reyes in the second fight, he will automatically become top three, top four in the rankings, which will shed some new light in the division, right? But Dominic Reyes definitely wants to win this fight. I mean, he hasn't won a fight in about a year and a half, two years. So you guys got to tune into this fight, all right? Tomorrow on ESPN Plus, Dominic Reyes versus Jury Prochaska in the main event. It's going to be an awesome fight. Please tune in. Please watch it. It's a free fight. We also have other awesome fights tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. For UFC Vegas 25, in the co-main event, we have Cub Swanson, California baby, versus Jija Shikadze. And to me, this fight is just telling me that, hey, look, we're getting the um, up-and-comer prospect because Jija Shikadze, he'll be fighting Cub Swanson. He has fought in the UFC five times and he's won all his fights cub swanson on the other hand you know he's had a few losses in the ufc uh and you know he fought in wec as well which was on the promotion back in the day for lighter weights cub swanson has won both of his fights so he's coming off a two-fight winning streak but before that he was on a four-fight losing streak so you know cub swanson he's probably not in his prime no more but he can still give a fucking good fight you know so that's going to be a great fight. Jija Shikadze versus Cub Swanson. Tune in tomorrow before the main event as well. Uh, what else do we got? We got Merab Davalishivili versus Cody Stamen. This fight is in the main card too. And this fight is at bantamweight, 135 pounds. Both of these guys are ranked number 12 or number 13th. And when you're ranked 12, 13, 14, you know you're so close to that top 10. Because once, once you get to that top 10 ranking, you're so much closer to that top 5, which means you're so much closer to that title shot. So Cody Stamen, you know, he uh, is coming off a loss, I think. Yeah, he just fought Jimmy Rivera last year. And it was at 145 pounds, so it wasn't his weight class. But still, you know, he... He's actually had two fights at 145, so he's coming back down to bantamweight, actually. But his opponent, Marav Davalishi, I think this dude trains with Alderman Sterling, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in Long Island, New York, he trains with Sarah Longo Fight Team. And I think sometimes he trains at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. He just fought John Dodson in 2020, last year, and he beat him. So Marav Davalishi really has won... Five fights in the UFC. And I'm so excited for this fight because bantamweights are awesome. You know, they're quick little guys who go in there banging. But Cody Stamen, you know, he's solid as they come. You know, he's got a lot of experience, a lot of amateur experience. Uh, I see this fight going to a decision probably, you know. And if it goes to a decision, I'm probably going to give the edge to uh, Marev Davalishiv. Just because I think he's a little more well-rounded, honestly. And I'm sure him and his team put a great game plan together. So those are three fights you got to watch out for, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night. Marab Davalishi versus Cody Stamen at Bantamweight. Of course, Cub Swanson versus Giza Chaketsi. And of course, in the main event, Dominic Reyes versus Jury Prochaska. 
it's a nice little fun card tomorrow. So, you know, if you want to spend the first day of May enjoying some UFC, you can do that. Fights, fights, fights. Well, let's get into some other topics as well. You know, breaking news right now. Holy fuck. Yoel Romero is out of his fight with Anthony Romo Johnson in the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix. Personally, personally, I'm a little sad, you know, but it's MMA. It happens. People are going to get injured, you know. What can you do about it? Not much. I don't see any news about what's going to happen next as far as a replacement fighter or postponing the fight. But, yeah, I mean... What can you do? You know, that fight was supposed to happen next week, May 7th. And Anthony Romo Johnson and Yoel Romero are both former UFC fighters. And they, uh, well, Yoel Romero was going to move up to 205 pounds because he used to fight at 185 pounds in the UFC. And Anthony Romo Johnson, his last fight was in 2017 when he got beat by Daniel Cormier for the UFC light heavyweight championship. So... That fight was going to be awesome, but, you know, we won't know what happens now, you know. We're going to have to wait to see until what Bellator says, you know. So, stay tuned for news, all right? And you can always check out our uh, Instagram page, Blast Life, Blast Fight Life, for news, breaking news. I'm always updating the stories about news that I get on Twitter, etc. So, I try to keep up when I can. But, I just want to let you all know that the month of May... It's probably going to be one of the most stacked months for mixed martial arts. It really is. Uh, before we move on to that, uh, I want to talk about PFL. PFL is an organization that used to be called the World Series of Fighting. And basically the grand prize if you win the tournament is you, you get a million dollars. So we had our boy Anthony Pettis, former UFC champion, fight in PFL. PFL won, which was last week. He fought Clay Collard. Clay Carter had a boxing background, and he came back to MMA. Well, Anthony Pettis lost. Damn, you know. It is what it is, you know. Anthony Pettis lost. He got dominated, but Anthony Pettis did show some great kicks in one of the last rounds. It was so awesome. I watched the fight. PFL's doing good stuff, you know. Last night, Roy McDonald... Former UFC fighter, top five welterweight. He fought Curtis Melender. Curtis Melender, he also fought in the UFC. And Rory McDonald just submitted him in the first round. You know, that's it. That's what happened. And Rory McDonald is now one step closer to getting that grand prize. So PFL is killing it, you know. Um, Bubba Jenkins also fought Lance Palmer. And Bubba Jenkins beat Lance Palmer at PFL 1 last weekend. And, you know, I didn't see that coming. You know, Lance Palmer, he was on a winning streak. Bubba Jenkins, he came into Bellator and, you know, he lost some fights. So PFL is killing it, you know. And back to what I was saying, back to what I was saying. The month of May, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be an awesome, awesome month for mixed martial arts. The Bellator bantamweight title is going to be on the line with Juan Archuleta. Versus Sergio Pettis. Sergio Pettis is a former UFC fighter. He's Anthony Pettis' little brother. And that's going to happen. Bellator. It's going to happen. You know, when is that fight going to happen? It's going to happen next week. It's the main event. Juan Archuleta versus Sergio Pettis. And if Sergio Pettis wins, damn, he's a Bellator champion. 
And I think he's only had two fights in Bellator or one fight in Bellator. Yeah, he's had two fights in Bellator. So Sergio Pettis' first fight in Bellator, he submits Alfred Cash Aguian with the guillotine choke. And then he beats Ricky Bandejas by decision. Juan Archuleta, on the other hand, Juan Archuleta trains with TJ Dillashaw, Cub Swanson here in California, Huntington Beach. And he's coming off a uh, two-fight win streak. So Juan Archuleta just won the bantamweight title. So this is his first title defense, you know. So that's going to be next weekend. So make sure to watch that, all right? Also, the weekend after that, there's going to be more Bellator. And we got Cyborg coming back. Chris Cyborg. She is fighting Leslie Smith. They fought her in the UFC. And Chris Cyborg, I think she just knocked out Leslie Smith. I see this fight going the same way because Chris Cyborg is Chris Cyborg, you know. She's a damn Terminator. She knows how to punch and kick. She's honestly just going to beat Leslie Smith super quick. But that's next. That's a couple weeks from now. That's May 21st, okay? What else do we got in May? Let's see. We also have... Ooh, PFL is back, right? We have Kayla Harrison versus Mariana Moraes. Kayla Harrison is a judo champion. And she's fighting Mariana Moraes. Kayla Harrison fights at 155 pounds. And there's a lot of hype, you know. There's a lot of hype for uh, Kayla Harrison. A lot of people are comparing her to Ronda Rousey just because of the judo background. But, you know, we will see what happens, you know. We'll see what happens. And in that same night, which is May 6th, okay. Kayla Harrison is fighting May 6th. We got former UFC heavyweight champion Fariso Werdum who will also be fighting that night. And he will be fighting Henan Ferreira. Fabrizio Werdum, the UFC former heavyweight champion, he's making his PFL, PFL debut. What this means for MMA right now is all these UFC fighters or all these fighters who fought in the UFC and are coming and are transferring over to organizations like Bellator and PFL, they're making the big bucks, you know. Let's be real. UFC doesn't pay their fighters that much. So if a fighter can go to somewhere else and get paid more and still fight, that's awesome, you know. Maybe you're not fighting the best in the UFC, but still getting paid some money, you know. So let's jump to UFC Vegas 26 on May 8th, which is next weekend, guys. There's a sick-ass fight on that card as well, and I want to talk about it for a little bit. Gregor Gillespie. Versus Carlos Diego Ferreira. Both of these guys want to enter the top 10 lightweight rankings. Gregor Gillespie, he got knocked out by Kevin Lee with the head kick. And, you know, he was supposed to come back. Gregor Gillespie, I forgot against who. But he's coming back. And this is a great fight for the lightweight division. Because lightweight is obviously stacked, you know. Habib has just left. You know, we got... The title that's going to be fought for, the vacant title. Gregor Gillespie, he's a former Division I uh, All-American national champion, too, back in the day in 2007. So, Gregor Gillespie knows how to wrestle without a doubt. But, you know, his opponent, Carlos Diego Ferreira, he's also a complete badass. So... Make sure to watch that fight for sure. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be free, right? So make sure to tune in. Damn, so much MMA going on. Uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira, he just lost to Benel Darush. So 
that's why this fight is important. Both of these guys are coming off losses. So whoever wins this fight, you know, is for sure gonna stay in the top 15 rankings and maybe they can get another top 10 opponent, you know. So that's next weekend, May 8th, UFC Vegas 26. Now let's move on to more UFC. May 15th, UFC 262. The UFC lightweight title will be on the line because Habib retired. So now Charlie Oliveira will fight Michael Chandler for the UFC vacant lightweight title. And this is going to happen on May 15th, all right? So Charlie Oliveira, he's paid his dues in the UFC. You know, he's had a lot of fights. He's lost to some of the best. He's won. Recently, Charlie Oliveira just beat Tony Ferguson in December. You know, he just annihilated him. Michael Chandler, on the, on the other hand, he's only had one fight in the UFC. And he fought Dan Hooker, and he knocked him out. Boom! First round. The whole world went crazy. Remember that night? It was awesome. It was so sick. Uh, I still remember watching that fight, and it was the same night where Dustin Poirier knocked out Conor McGregor. So Michael Chandler doing that on that night was amazing for his career. So we're going to have a new lightweight champion on May 15th. And that person who becomes a new champion will fight the winner of Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier later this year. Uh, so there you go. And that same night, we get Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, the Stockton gangster. Leon Edwards coming off of a weird win with Bilal Muhammad. You know, I think it was an eye poke, right? I don't even want to talk about that, but it happens, you know. And Nate Diaz coming off a loss. He's coming off a loss to Jorge Mazda. I think that was Nate Diaz's last fight. But Nate Diaz, can we just sit back and just... I mean, Nate Diaz, he could have chosen any fight he wants. You know, there's a lot of draw to his name. But Nate Diaz is fighting a top five welterweight. If Nate Diaz wins this fight against Leon Edwards, who's to say that Nate Diaz can't get that title shot? You know, he's got a lot of star power. Let's not forget that UFC is a business too. So if Dana White sees a fighter who has... A big star power and a big fan following they're gonna want to give him a title shot you know so leon edwards i think he's ranked number three or four at welterweight he's gonna fight nate diaz who's unranked at the, right now but this fight can go anyway honestly nate diaz has great cardio great boxing great jiu-jitsu and i was watching weighing in weighing in is an mma podcast hosted by josh thompson and uh the ref Big John McCarthy. So go ahead and listen to that podcast when you can. And they were saying that Leon Edwards might just win this fight, you know, based on his skill set, based on his experience. And if he does, Leon Edwards can probably be the next opponent for Kamara Usman. We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, but on that same night, May 15th, UFC 262, El Cucuy is coming back. Tony Ferguson will fight Beniel Darreouche. Tony Ferguson coming off of two losses. Goddamn, the former interim champion. A little bit about Tony Ferguson. You know, he won the interim championship in 2017 against Kevin Lee. And then he got injured. And then Dana White said, all right, we're going to strip you off of your title. Tony Ferguson was pissed, you know. He then came back in 2018 and fought Anthony Pettis. It was a great fight. Tony Ferguson won that fight by Dr. Stoppage. He then came again. In 2019, Tony Ferguson fought Cowboy Cerrone. He also beat him. 
And then twenty first in twenty twenty, he was supposed to fight Habib. But you know, the curse of Habib and Tony. He fought Justin Gaethje instead. Justin Gaethje beat up twenty first and then finished him. Then that same year in December last year, twenty first and fought Charles Oliveira. He got beat again. Beniel Darush, on the other hand, you know, he's up and coming. You know, he's got a few wins in the UFC. And he's been asking for a top 10 opponent as of recently. And he got his wish. He got his wish with Tony Ferguson. So, Beniel Darush, he's a really good jiu-jitsu fighter. But so is Tony Ferguson. Beniel Darush is coming off of a uh, six-fight winning streak in the UFC. He hasn't lost a fight since March 3rd of 2018 when he got knocked out. And he showed some great, great things to his game. As of lately, his hands are getting better. We saw in this fight with Carlos Diego Ferreira, which was this year, actually. It was a great fight. I thought Carlos Diego Ferreira was going to win that fight. But Neil DeRouche really impressed me in that fight. And he's fighting Tony Ferguson. So we'll see who wins that fight. And whoever wins this fight is basically just going to stay in the top 10 rankings. But for me, this is a must-win fight for Tony Ferguson. Because he's lost two in a row. He's a former interim champion. And he really wants to get in there and fight for the UFC gold before he retires. But Daniel Darouge, he knows he has an opportunity. If he beats Tony Ferguson, he's top six, top seven immediately, right? The week after UFC 262... It's going to be a small fight night. And in the main event, we got Cody Garbrandt, the former UFC bantamweight champion, fighting Rob Font. That's going to be a great fight. I can't wait for that one. The bantamweight division right now is, I wouldn't say it's on fire because Aljamain Sterling still has to fight Peter Yan because the bullshit that happened, you know, in March. Uh, TJ Dillashaw is out of his fight with Corey Sanhagen. That was supposed to happen May 8th as well. It is what it is, you know, TJ Dillashaw got a cut on his eyebrow. But damn, May, the month of May, so much MMA. Where do we even start? I love mixed martial arts. I love watching it. I love being part of the MMA community. Uh, At my MMA gym where I go to, I love talking to all my teammates about MMA fights. And MMA just makes the world a better place, you know. Let's leave politics out of MMA. Let's leave uh, religion out of MMA. Let's just all come together and watch MMA and enjoy it and see two people fuck each other up and, you know, for us to enjoy it. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this podcast. I appreciate everyone listening. Tomorrow, UFC, watch it. UFC Vegas 25 on ESPN. If you got the ESPN app, go ahead and watch it. You can watch it on ESPN on your local cable television network, too. So always... Give us a follow at Blast Life, Blast Fight Life on Instagram. We're always posting videos, upcoming fights. We're going to post this podcast on there. We might post a clip. Uh, Big things coming, you know. It's not even summer yet. And damn, so much MMA. So with that being said, Ezekiel is out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I appreciate all of you. And until next time for the next podcast. Peace out, yo.